And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champion for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you got all that I need. Dimsey hits Davin Fee. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colin Coyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet of the football champions. Hello and welcome to another edition of the We Are Mead podcast. I'm Mickey Brennan. As always, I'm joined by the Mead PRO, Mr. Kieran Flynn and David Rispin from the Rispin blog. Uh, this week, we're, uh, we have one absentee, Mr. Brian Kelly. Uh, there's a meeting out in Centrestown tonight. Uh, I think they're ratifying their new management team, maybe, or something like that. Who knows? Uh, I don't know. Oshin McConville and co have been named as the new management team out in Central St. Lads and I suppose it's that time of the year where the days are getting shorter, they're getting colder and you know, you're getting up when it's dark to go to work, you're coming home from work when it's dark and that can only signify one thing, it's the management merry-go-round. <laughs> <laughs> it's the time of the year though, like there's a lot of clubs um, looking for new management um, and uh, obviously we've mentioned Ushie McConville in Central Sound. Um, there's a new management in St. Dalton's as well, I believe. Is that right, David? Yeah, Keen Skinner Annex is after getting the job there. So he was a he was a great servant for them over the years, and I'd imagine possibly not now. He he mightn't hang up the boots, but I'd imagine he's done a bit with. Uh, he's actually with the under twenty ones at the minute. He's done a bit with the me with the St. Dalton's ladies as well. Sorry, and underage as well. So he's well cut out for. Yeah. Um, so I, I won't wish him the best of luck because he, they're in the junior next year with us. So Well, well he could be your manager next year. <laughs> Is he coming to court? Yeah. <laughs> in good stead, like the county board, the draw, we'll, we'll make sure that the, the balls are hot or cold. It depends and make sure that's the first prediction. <laughs> and we'll play it in March. <laughs> well, we won't. Uh, it'll be an interesting year, all right. And of course... Uh, St. Colm Kills lost their manager, Des Lane stepped down, um, and then obviously the Simonson lost their manager, so there's great rumours aloof at the moment that uh, Des Lane may be coming back to Simonson. Um, have you heard any other clubs uh, yourself, Kieran? Well, I'm only saying the, the We Are Me team, we're, we're advertising as well that if you want us to manage your team next year, <laughs> we'll do it for a small... Uh, only a travel expense. Well, uh, that's funny that you mentioned that. There was one of the clubs in Mead put up uh, an advertisement on Twitter. And, um, <laughs> I saw that and, one. And, yeah. and, and just just before, have you have you got a? You're probably you're in the twilight of your career, Mickey. Have you got any um, phone calls or inquiries about jobs, <laughs> Mead or Cavan? Funny, funny you mentioned that. Uh, like uh, Kieran is after putting it out there that uh, the We Are Mead team yeah. uh, will be available to manage any club uh, next year. I ah, know. Look. Uh, um, you know, I'm still. I, I, I may be in the twilight of my career, but there's still there's still a little bit of life still left in the dark. Many, many a fine tune was played in an old fiddle, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, to get back to it anyway, the the, the advertisement on uh, Twitter and on social media, I thought it was brilliant. There was a uh, yeah. the club were looking for a new management team, and there was a great remuneration 
uh, package being put together for the for the winning candidate. Yeah. Lovely way of saying um, there's a few bob in it for you. They obviously they obviously <laughs> know the GA rules and that they can't pay their manager. They can give them travel expense. That's what they meant to say. They just didn't get that clearly across. And I know officials in the. Clemenamug Club meant that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to mention which club <laughs> it was, but fair play to you, you know, no, you've you to, got you it done to. it to you. No, social media tells all. Um, any other clubs? There's always, as you said, the merry-go-round, there's rumours of here, there and everywhere, and clubs are seen to be, this time of the year, they seem to go around in circles. Yeah, I think yeah. Um, there's rumours about Dudley Farrell returning to Nobber as well. Nobber looking for okay. a manager at the minute, and... He's, 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 he's not with Marek Loon anymore so right. I think that could be well, they have no pitch so it's very hard to play <laughs> yeah. so, so there's, there's two pitches in Cartoons and Dalton's they could loan them one there's, there's three, three actually there's three Marathi as well yeah but like they'll have two spare pitches when they have <laughs> they're starting to hurl them though they'll have a lot of training uh, Mead, Mead Hiller another one actually David Cattle who did a fantastic job with them yeah. uh, won the junior last year he's stepped aside now so they'll they'd be a nice job for anyone to have a, a nice a nice crop of young players coming on as well. So mm-hmm. that'd be a nice job for someone. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I'm sure there's going to be plenty more clubs. And uh, as we hear them, we'll let you know um, about their uh, packages that they're putting yeah. together. <laughs> the gold, silver and bronze. You know? <laughs> Apart from the, the management merry-go-round, we've got a few things to run through this week. We've got, obviously, uh, Leinster Club Championship Football and Camogie. Uh, we've got a few results in from uh, club results. We've got fixtures in. The Under-21 Championship is in full flow at the moment as well. And uh, also we have the Leinster, uh, uh, the Leinster hurling club uh, going on as well, and we we have a bit of interest in that in Mead. So we're going to start off, I suppose, with the big game from the weekend. It was on Sunday, took part, place in Park Touch, and it was the AIB Leinster Club <coughs> Championship quarter final between Dunboyne and Kilmacud. Sorry, semi final. Uh, between uh, Dunboyne and Kilmacud no, Crows. It was the quarterfinal, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dunboyne and Kilmacud Crows. This took place yesterday. I was sick myself. I wasn't able to get to it. You can hear it in my voice. I've got a little bit of a, a cold. Still a bit resentful over getting nothing. <laughs> the man's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it was a little, I've got a bit of a cold, and like I just hope that I'm here next week to do the podcast because if this develops into the man flu, lads, um, it's been nice knowing you. you know. <laughs> but uh, go, getting back to the Dunboyne game, disappointing result. Uh, on the day for Dunboyne a result that we didn't really see coming and, and, and we I I had great hopes for this Dunboyne team the loss on the scoreline is 7 points to Kilmacud's 2 goals in 17 and uh, Mannion being the man stepped up with 2-6 uh, in that game but having spoken to you David you only got 1-1 from play and the goal that he got was from a mistake in the mm. Dunboyne defence so um, you know uh, it was Seamus Lavin you said that picked him up so Seamus did a relatively good job on him but shipping 217 to the Dublin champions I didn't expect that at all you know when you consider mm. how mean they've been in defence lately yeah it was it was very disappointing uh, Barron the first score Stuart Lowndes got a great score with outside the right boot from about 45 yards to put Dunboyne a point up and, and like there was a big crowd there and, and Dunboyne and, and the rest of Mead were there and you could tell that they really wanted to get behind Dunboyne but they had very little to, to shout about and apart from that score it was pretty much all downhill there were, there were five points down I think it was 10-5 at the break but that probably flattered Dunboyne a bit because uh, Kilmacud were much better and like the scary thing about it was for me was that there was only one Dublin player on the start in 15 for Kilmacud Keane Sullivan obviously didn't play because of Craig has played in the past, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. but uh, current current players, yeah. yeah. And like, look at Paul Mannion on form is probably 
arguably the best forward in the country right now. And like I said I too earlier, Mickey, I thought Seamus Lavin did a reasonably good job on him. He was um he was tasked with, with the unenviable uh, job of picking him up and I one, mean, one five yeah. coming from place balls, yeah. the, the penalty and five frees. Yeah, and, like and look at the goal, as you said, was 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 a mess. Like Dunboyne were just caught in possession uh, in the full back line, which never should really happen. And you give the ball, you give a chance to a player of Mannion's calibre and he's gonna stick it in the in the corner, and that's exactly what he did. Um it's 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 funny because I remember in the 20, 2016 when Simonstown won the championship and we went into Leinster and it's complete unknown for a club especially of Simonson uh, like Simonson where it was our first ever championship win so we went on to play a road in the first round um, in 2016 and it's it's really daunting it really is like it's 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 just another step up or whatever and and I don't know how like how you bridge that gap or whatever because we were so inexperienced in going into Leinster the road on the day um, raced into a lead and then we had Shane O'Rourke sent off but we ended up only losing that game by three points mm. we came back at them we kind of just threw off the shackles we were very nervous so I'm wondering if it was if it was something like that Where did Dunboyne look nervous did they look like because I think they're better than that show yeah I, uh, Kieran Byrne actually said it after the game I was reading his comments today and he talked about that they, that they came prepared and it wasn't a case of that they were treating the game like, oh, we'll, we'll just go out and give it a lash. He says they were there to do a job and he was as disappointed as anyone as to the standards they've set throughout the year. You talked about it there, their, mm. their leanness or their meanness, I suppose, in defence. Um, and that just went out the window. And the worst thing was they had five points at half time and they only kicked two in the second half. And on the other end of it, I think... Um, Kilmacud kicked two seven in the second half, yeah, which is which is a frightening score. Look, they, the they got half, two, Ronan seven, Jones as as Chair Robinson was saying last week that the jet must be still working anyway. They got him back from America for the game, <laughs> um, but obviously Dona Lenehan was a loss. I thought what they were it, Robbie McCarthy was obviously their go to man or their talisman in, in the absence of Dona Lenehan for the first twenty minutes or so. He spent most of his time in and around midfield or, or his own half back line. I mean, he's he's not blessed yeah. with pace. He's he, you know his his best attributes are close to goals, getting the ball in hand, flicking it over with the left boot, and that's what he does yeah, well. His accuracy. And he was so far away from goals. Ronan Jones was left on his own. Probably a tactic in a way to leave Ronan Jones isolated, but it just didn't work. And then they were probably just a little bit too uh, slow in actually making the change and bringing bringing Robbie back inside. And one of the things we said about them as well in recent times is that without Galley in the midfield, they look a little bit um, shaky in yeah. the middle middle of the park without without the big man. And the big man didn't start, mm-hmm. um, David Gallagher. And I suppose, again, by the sounds of things, midfield was won by Kilmacud. And yeah, you know, when um, you play a team of that calibre, you need to be winning at least half you yeah, know. yeah. The, the, look, there was no. Generally, it was it was long kickouts from Kilmacud. There was none of this kind of short kicking, but they were getting such joy in midfield they didn't have to, yeah. uh, you know, change it up. And uh, Craig Dias, as, as Kieran mentioned already, is Dublin experience. And they brought Mark Vaughan off the bench. Yeah. Didn't even need him. Like with with two minutes to go, like a player like Mark Vaughan coming off the bench, yeah. it just kind of shows how. And he's still young, Mark Vaughan. Like he's yeah. he's not in the twilight of his career. At he all, doesn't yeah. have that bleach blonde hair anymore, though. It's, no. it, it's it's gone. It's long gone. But uh, one player that impressed me for them was Andrew McGowan full back he was a real kind of ball playing full back 
well able to carry the ball and, and stride upfield. He actually kicked a wonderful point in the first half. Um, and then the full forward, Dara Mullen, was outstanding as well. In Look at Paul Mannion's obviously always going to get the credit 2-6, but realistically there was other really good performers. Um, they're a good side with, with Johnny McGee involved and um, the Exton Boyne manager as well, um, Robbie, Robbie Brennan, Brennan, who's actually a brother-in-law of David Gallagher's. So he probably hit the inside track there despite what they were <laughs> trying. But look, it was... It was I think David Gallagher came on with about 10 or 15 minutes to go and was probably a swan song. And it's a disappointment way if it is to be his last ever appearance for Dunboyne to go out. But I think people will remember Gal for, for other performances this year and maybe not the, the Leinster. Um, obviously, he was injured or whatever. Um, and as we've said before, the, the, he's a legend of a man. He's an absolute hero. He'll be a hero for a long time in Dunboyne. Kieran, um, uh, yourself... Did, was there any was there any players in Dunboyne that impressed you on the day uh, on a very difficult day I suppose it's, it's hard unfortunately to pick out positive because uh, the forwards never really got going and they kind of pushed did Mixie Dunn start Mixie came on near the end he came on he did start on. he did alright when he came on he, he kind of nearly barreled himself in for a goal mm. uh, possibly I, I thought Nigel Jones had taken off he was trying his best he was his ever kind of Enterprising self going forward, but I thought he was fabulous in the semi final and final. Uh, mm. the he just, it's just very hard when you've got Kilmico Crooks who are extremely athletic, they're quite tall, they're fast, you know, like all these kind of hyperbolic other things you can say about them. It's very hard when you're kind of against the wall for most of the game, like, yeah. So I couldn't really pick out anyone that did actually. Stuart, I thought Stuart Lowndes did all right again, he was, yeah, but it's still like it said, he did play well, but it's very hard, mm. like, realistically. On the day, I wouldn't have had any Dunboyne player probably playing for Kilmacud, really. They didn't. Right, okay. You know what I mean? It's very hard. It's, it's, it's very disappointing. I, I honestly... Like Shane McAdee, for example, who played so well in the last game, kicked one into the corner flag. like, And that was just the difference of it. Like, So yeah. he kind of he had a few good games, but he, he didn't really progress. As a county player, you want him to stand up, and he just didn't, unfortunately. He so, didn't stand up against the dubs. Sean Ryan got a black card, who's a great young player coming through. Like, yeah. Just unfortunate. Tenacious little terrier. I've spoken about him before. I've had yeah. words with him before. <laughs> um, I've had words with him on many occasions, but he's a good lad. Um, disappointed for Dunboyne. As I said, I really... like Judging from our experience with Simonston and Leinster, I thought that you know Dunboyne were good enough uh, to go a long way in Leinster, and that result just kind of... It, it it probably brings it back to the Mead in Dublin and it gives people a chance to start whinging about oh how far we are off Dublin because of this and are we really yeah. as bad and I don't I don't think Dunboyne or Mead club teams are as bad as yesterday showed which is the annoying thing like we talked about here last week that we all kind of had a had a fancy for Dunboyne against against Kilmacud but. It was, just, it was just one of them days. I well, think. I was just thinking about this yesterday. I forgot to say this to you off air. It's amazing what uh, a, a club going well in uh, an All-Ireland Club Championship can do for a county. Mm. You look at Galway. You know, Galway were in the doldrums for years there after being hitting the heights around the same time as Mead in the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, Galway were a great team then they went back to Division 2 didn't look like they hadn't mm-hmm. coming through Corfin. the next thing is Corfin get a bit of uh, uh, momentum going and then the next thing is Galway came back Roscommon St. Bridget's mm-hmm. you know there's you look if, 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 a, if a club team can get a little bit of a run in the All-Ireland uh, series in the club series it can it can give a, a county a boost and I suppose we're all kind of 
thinking like what you just said there a couple of minutes ago, David. God, like it just shows the gulf, you know, between Mead and Dublin. But the the only thing about it in history, when Mead were at their pinnacle, winning all Ireland football championships, our clubs didn't necessarily no. do well. Only no, but, four times. Oh, I know that. But what I'm saying to you is, is that a, a, a county that that are kind of you know not doing too well mm. if a club from that county can do well yeah, then just, that just is, yeah. you know like Roscommon uh, Galway yeah, uh, like Derry St. Joseph's Milton Melway for Clare at the moment are in the exactly final, do you know what I mean like, so, so those kind of things can give a boost to a county and it's just unfortunate I thought that Dunboyne were really going to put it up to Kilmacud but look Kilmacud are going to go on they're going to be hard beaten yeah. um, I think do, who did they meet now did they meet Mullinyachta uh, it's Port Leash and uh, Kilmacud and it's Mullinyachta and Erogue. Mullinyachta knocked out Murfield, I think it was. No, it was Portlaoise. Oh, sorry, Portlaoise knocked out Murfield. Knocked out Road in Tullamore. And Erogue, New Champions, I think. I'll tell you one thing, lads. Mullinyachta are a team to watch in that line. I suppose they're very defensive and they're quite dogged, which is good. They were very unlucky last They were very unlucky last year against Mullingar. Shamrocks. No, Lomond. St. sorry, in Mullingar last year very unlucky they were five points up with uh, five minutes to go and uh, Lowman's got a penalty they should have actually kicked a point they went for a goal mm. uh, one of the and uh, the next thing is uh, Lowman's got a penalty and just got the run on them in the last couple of minutes so, so uh, Aero, a tough team they actually they got to all Ireland finals and won provincial in the nineties. That's right, yeah. And Mullinyakta, no Longford teams ever got to the final, which I didn't know that. I only heard that recently. Yeah, it's quite an interesting statistic. So they'd love to obviously beat Aroge, and of course Aroge would love to get back to that final. Yeah, but like most things. The interesting thing though for for anybody from Cavan is that the Cavan manager the, yeah, the, Mickey Graham is the Mullinyakta manager. Yeah. So Cavan probably don't want to see Mullinyakta going too far because he's yeah. going to have divided loyalties then yeah. between yeah. the two. So uh, it's a, it's something we've for them to worry. Money, it's it's <laughs> it's something for them to worry about, not for us to worry about. Well, we could be uh, part of the managerial team. We haven't to close where we're well, going that, yet. That's true. Yeah, don't could be Mullen Yacht or Cavan. Or it could be Dunboy. <laughs> um, but uh, on a positive note, in the AIB All Ireland Junior Club Camogie uh, uh, Championship semi final, Kilmessen were taking on Clan Morris of Kerry, and uh, Kilmessen won on a scoreline of two ten to nine points. A great result for Kilmessen, having won the uh, All-Ireland Junior uh, Championship last year they need to win it again this year to get promoted and lads they've left themselves in a good position um, I suppose Kieran Kilmesson 2-9 Clan Morris will carry 9 points um, and they now meet uh, 4 roads of Roscommon in uh, the final on the 25th of November yeah it's going to be good and that's a repeat of the 2014 final that was played in Kinnegad that Kilmesson won so we're hoping, as we said before, they get their second win, they get up the levels. But it just shows you, like, again, uh, Aileen Donnelly in the middle of the field, like, ever-present, just so good in the freeze, like, just a real, like, just a field general out there. But then, the two inside forwards caused trouble, Megan Tyne and Katie Nicolon, like, yeah. they both got goals, and that's, like, they're a good, they're a good team, and we've said it, like, they've dominated Mead, Camogie for so long, so it's just a matter of, can they translate that across and keep winning? And they want to get to the intermediate like a lot of these girls, they play they play a lot of league hurling in Dublin and that, and they try and they're trying to always up themselves and do well. So we'd be hoping like the the Camogie club is always improving, and Ashley McLaughlin, who's the chairwoman of the club, and that they're they're so close with the hurling club and the puck father and all this kind of fundraising, and they're trying to build the club up. And Clemson have done such a good job in the last few years in the Camogie side. So just hope some of them could play for the lads. Maybe we'd be better. But, <laughs> but it's a, it's a great and 
they won the junior course this year with, with yeah. Dunsany as well. Your, your cousin Absolutely Daniel will be delighted yeah. delight for a shout out on this as well. But it's it's some baby aura was there in the yeah. cup. Yeah, it was great. Exactly, great. Not great Nigel Bain, Bain. <laughs> No, <laughs> but uh, it's interesting. Like I just I just said I'd ask you. It came into my head. They're, they're after doing Kilmester after doing ten in a row in Mead. Yeah, and they're after they're going for back to back club all Ireland's. Yeah. In your minds now, between us, what would be for you as a better achievement to, to win the All Ireland in consecutive years or to do ten in a row in Mead? Oh, well, I, for me, it'd have to be All Ireland's because that's going two years in championship but, unbeaten. But then, the the argument for that counter argument is ten years of, and it's probably it's it's not the same team. It's it's not a case True. of like this no. this team have all come together at it's once. One, like well, one player in and Donnelly's been yeah. in the ball and she's fabulous. But like you there's look at it, there's, there's a constant. It's like a conveyor belt of talent coming through all the time and integrating into the existing um, pool of players. So yeah, it, it's of, some going. A lot terms. of girls there in their twenties, and a lot of them just even coming in like place to carry down and so young and that like they're coming through and and Maya Blally, they're like very much on the younger end. And they're like they're they're bringing you to the team and they're pushing through like so. It'd be hopefully as I said, I, I know the ten years, but maybe some of the, the kind of county finals, the one of the ten years, a bit fast sided that easy kind of yeah. for a bit of maybe. Uh, it was like Michael D. Higgins was kind of like he, he kind of got the job again. They was didn't have to work too hard for it, you know. Like so, they got a few county titles. Kind yeah, of like, easy, and, like and, and like the Ireland serious. Yeah, and the bet four roads in All Ireland final, as we said in twenty fourteen, weren't able to back that up in twenty fifteen. And this is this is the next step for them to get up into uh, All Ireland intermediate. Um, so, you know, I think myself that if they won two All Irelands in a row. You know that'd be a bigger accomplishment than ten club championships in a row, and and and, and you know you're going into an all Ireland competition, so I think it, it kind of it does. After beating Clan Morris, who won it, or sorry, who the bet last year in the final, in the final that's yeah. serious going too, like because like Kerry Hurland is 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 strong, especially in that lower, like just behind the main, uh, the main crew of counties, like so. Four roads though, they're one of the major hurling clubs in Roscommon as well, so they're really like like Clemess in a pocket. Maybe a pocket surrounded by big mullickers who like football, you know, and the, the yeah. kind of the, the kind and, of and they, they a graceful game of hurling, <laughs> strong and four rows and classic, you know. They 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 had a similar win over the the Cavan champions, Crushalaw, who had who had won Ulster, um, for the first time, uh, two eleven to six points. So similar score lines, two ten to nine and two eleven to six. So, um, and there's history between these two clubs. So. We're looking at a cracking final, and as I said, it's on the twenty fifth of November. Hope a bit of flaking, you know, that's next. the best thing about the hurling. It just can't can't be done in the football. You love the flaking. The flaking in the hurling is the best. We'll have the official time, date, and venue for that next week. But uh, put it in your uh, reminders. Twenty fifth of November. It's probably be somewhere around that kind of Kinnegad, kind of at Lowenton Moor direction. Yeah, an hour and but an hour and ten minutes between somewhere the two around villages. the Midlands. Maybe Clonard would be a nice place for it. Bring it a bit closer. <laughs> Kinnegab is a bit farther than us. Clonard is a bit closer. Playing on the old pitch in Clonard. The, the old pitch there behind Paddy's, isn't it? But what we would love is if, if next week, if any of the Kilmesson Camos uh, or management team are available uh, to come in and sit with us during the podcast, that'd be great. So you can get in contact with us on the Twitter or on uh, any of the social media um, platforms. David? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, they're more than welcome to come in. Um there's plenty of room in the pod, isn't 
Yeah, well, I mean, he's, he's just prepping his next game. He, you caught him there. He's, just, he's, doing, <laughs> he's doing his advocacy here and his research. He's all yeah, the, next, the next game. He has I, thought, I, thought he, I thought he had more notes on the Clemson game than he had. <laughs> See, I had it done so well, there was no need for him to Yeah, no, you did, in fairness. But Good job. Not only, not only did we have a, a victory in uh, the um, junior club, but in the junior B club, the AIB All Ireland Junior B Club Championship semi final, Rathoth were taking on uh, Nebridoga and they won this in a scoreline of four goals and four points to Nebridoga's 11 points and the old cliche came into play here lads goals win games it was eight scores to 11 scores but it was the four goals for a tote that saw them through to the um, Junior B uh, All-Ireland final and they're going to be taking on Clontibret um, in that final so uh, a great win for a tote David yeah yeah fantastic it's great to see the Camogie you know, doing so well in Mead over the last couple of years after after winning the All Ireland, of course, it's kind of boosted a lot of clubs and, and underages and that in the clubs. Um, as regards their total, look at they're, they're missing their star in in Amy Gaffney. She's probably the best player on the Mead team for the last couple yeah. of years. So she's after doing her ACL. So she's a huge loss for them. But her sister. When did she do the injury? When did she recently, do? I think recent last couple of months. Yeah, it's only it's only in the club championships. She done it because she played for me the all year. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, her sister Louise at, at wing back, I think is. Is a star on the team, and then there's the Griffith sisters, um, Claude at cornerback, and her sister is Emer in the at wing we forward. She got a goal, yeah. I think, as well. Um, the captain Sinead Began, like, uh, yeah. in she's just holding the fort there in the full forward line, and she's playing that role of a captain. And uh, yeah, know. and I think Anna Anna Brannigan in midfield was outstanding as well. Um, so they're they're clearly a talented bunch up in Rotot, and it, it's great to see them doing so well. And Kilmessen not just taking all the limelight on them. I say um, McGill has the bragging rights in her in her house at the moment. <laughs> yeah, she's the more medals now at the minute. So <laughs> the two lads have a bit of catching up to do on her. <laughs> but uh, we again we're not sure of the date of that final. I think it is going to be the same weekend, the twenty fifth of November. Hopefully, a double header would be nice. For Could the, be a double header. Supporters, regardless of where it is, put it. Put it in Mead somewhere. There's an idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, well they're they're in the middle be, of the country. They could take it on Clontibret uh, of Monaghan, so Similar. that would probably be in Cavan, the Rathout in Monaghan game. Um, could they bring maybe somewhere like Colin? Longford, maybe? Could, might kind of be halfway, f- well, between all four clubs. Do you know what? Cavan would be ideal. Well, so it won't be Cavan because Cavan's pitch is, uh, is out of action until Kingscourt, King's maybe, but it wouldn't be a hurling pitch. That's true. Yeah. Well, they said like Pierce, like I know Pierce Stadium, but they they play other hurling there. Um, not in Edwardstown. The place beside Edwardstown, they play a lot of the hurling there. Okay. And the Longford Slashers themselves in the outside the town, so it'd be kind of a reasonable venue. So might send an email into the Camogie Association and tell them that we need a game close to me. Like. <laughs> you can force it, force <laughs> it through. But look, uh, disappointed for Dunboyne, but absolutely uh, uh, delighted for Kilmessen and Rathout. Uh, Camogues who are both through to all Ireland finals and if only we could get the lads uh, playing football as well as the uh, we have the ladies playing Camogie we'd be doing well um, but they are the ones that are the rising stars in Mead at the minute so well done to all we're going to move on now to the club scene within the county um, and in the minor division 4 uh, championship it was 4 time lucky for Kilbride 4 years in a row uh, they've been playing in the minor division 4 final they lost it 3 times and they won it uh, at the fourth time of asking 4-17 to Nafina's three goals in ten and that sounded like a cracker of a game of football um, Kieran. Yeah it was the curtain raiser to St Peter's Dunboyne and Kilmacud and, and if anyone was there for the two games they, they'll definitely say that the senior game was forgettable but the minor game wasn't it bet all like it was up and down the field and it was kind of like there was great play then there was mistakes and 
it was kind of exciting. Uh, Kilbride only had one sub. They only had, they only had the 16 players. And uh, their dugout was actually free most of the game. And when Kilmico Crokes arrived, they actually a lot of the players started sitting in the dugout behind Kilbride. And uh, there was actually one or two scores come in. And uh, Luke Kelly scored a great one for Nafina. He shimmy by a fell outside of the boot and the, all the Kilmico Crokes had started clapping and cheering. Like, Did he sing then after that? No, no it wasn't. He, <laughs> he, had to, he had to go home. He said, hand me down the Bible. <laughs> he had to go. But... Uh, but it was just it just showed you like they, even the lads who come in from Kilmacud were appreciative of what was going on and yeah. it was just serious antics. Well, I have to say, like game. Kilbride deserve huge praise. It's their first ever championship as well, not just their after four in a row. Absolutely, but to stand on their own with sixteen players yeah. in a minor uh, championship final is is commendable. Um, there's too many goalie. clubs that are mad to to Evaluate. amalgamate hmm. um, when 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 they have 16, 17 players yeah. you know um, but for Kilbride to stand the, the on their own the uh, I was teaching that them lads in Dumbine last year that he was only under 14 last year so he's only allowed to play under 15 this year and he's the goalie and he's a good goalie too like but it's, it's good of a club with that to get the 15-year-olds out there and play a minor. Like, yeah. I know it's not as big a gap anymore because it's 17, but still, it's two years above your age. And, and, and they're going to they're gonna reap the rewards as well in a couple of years. Like Even the Rattle team, if you look at them now, I think, of the start in 15, I think 12 of them are 121. Yeah. And they haven't had the success yet, but in, in five or six years' time, junior it B has is, to come true. It will, it 100% yeah. will, as long as they're still the only, playing. Obviously. The only thing maybe if uh, if them competition reforms <laughs> come in, there won't be a junior B anymore. No. They'll be actually delighted to step up Yeah, no, they, they'll be and ready maybe, in a year or two. Yeah, yeah 100%. Actually, it's just they might can get a trophy for a while, but definitely with the calibre lads in Keane Harford, uh, Dignam in the middle of the field, um, Zach McGovern at full forward, he was meet under 15 this year, kicked an almighty score outside of his right foot. Another one that got clapped by by Diaz and his team in the dugout like it was just uh, just a good team uh, played honest football yeah, well, in the absence of Brian Kelly we brought up the minor uh, Division 4 Championship Final and uh, we're delighted to have brought it up because fair play to Kilbride well, 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 he, he wasn't at the game either must the oh he wasn't he at was, the game either no he was oh, he right, made, there was right. a certain fella I don't know was it Bono or uh, Pro Bono Bono I think was his playing the uh, night before and he was off with you too, you know. Oh, he was off with the two of them. But sure, he had the 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 Cahirlock of uh, the custom manure was there. Connor Tormey running the show. Well, so that's obvious. the main thing, yeah. As long as Brian Connor does all the work during the week, so it's only right that he gets a break on a Sunday morning. <laughs> well, well done, Kilbride. Sorry, I nearly choked there. Uh, as I said, <clears throat> I'm not feeling too well at the moment. And you two boys will probably have the man flu by the end of this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to race through a few different things there now because uh, we do want to get to the main thing uh, we want to speak about, which is the rules proposals. Um, in uh, the All-County B-League Division 5, it was uh, Canon Ross taking on Ballinabracky in that final and it was Canon Ross who came away victors on a scoreline of 1-9 to Ballinabracky's 7 points. In the All-County B-League Division 6 final, it was St. Vincent's who won that one on a scoreline of 16 points to Belivers, 1 goal and 6. And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because both teams won uh, a trophy in their B-League finals but both teams are going to be facing off in the Talton Cup final um, on Friday night 7.45 in Dungani. it's going to be Karen Ross and St Vincent's first teams taking on each other but a chance for both teams to get a second trophy of the year mm-hmm. um, I suppose we talked about these two teams during the year St Vincent's going to the junior final Karen Ross who we thought would have done much better in that junior championship, um, obviously getting a good run in the Talton Cup, David. Yeah, it's 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 a rematch of the semi-final meeting in the junior championship, yeah. and it was a great game on that day. So Karen Ross will still be stinging from that, and they'll feel they have a point to prove. But Vincent's look at, they'll be relieved to actually get the trophy 
because the, their efforts all year between league, between championship, Talton Cup, B League, Leinster. Yeah. Th- that's the first bit of silverware they've got, so they'll be relieved. Are they they're trailing for next year, yes. <laughs> they, they probably are, yeah. Sure, they may as well keep going yeah. at this stage, sure. <laughs> especially if it's a draw on Friday night. But it'll be an actual, it'll be a really good game. Um, both teams have, have good talent underage or coming through young players as well, but they do have that experience as we as we always talk about. So I'm really looking forward to this. I think it could be a good game and there could be a little bit of um what what's the what's the word? A little bit of uh, niggle? Sh- niggle is niggle? Like needle. Shamazzle yeah. <laughs> is, is that a verb as well? Well I if it's not it should be. I, I well, you know what it. I mean when the shamazzling It's funny starts. it's funny you should mention that. I do I just say it on the radio quite a bit when I'm commentating on the football, I just say, Oh, there's a bit of a shamazzle after breaking out yeah. and I get loads of people tweeting me saying, like, where did you make that name up? Yeah. But it's not actually made up, it's actually it, it, it is actually a word in the yeah, dictionary. Yeah. Wasn't it so Michael O'Hare very famously, isn't it? hundred years ago on RT or whatever he said Shamazel wasn't that his thing kind of a, his trademark yeah, yeah. before me all of a hurt take. but uh, I think it should be made into a verb as well yeah Shamazeling they to are, they are Shamazeling yeah. <laughs> I too will be using it next week after this game as well, so. <laughs> well hopefully next week we'll have uh, the result of the Karen Ross of Vincent Shamazel and somebody will have won the Shamazeling trophy <laughs> well, it's not like the wrestling or the bait with the cup or something like <laughs> no there'll be chairs um, and then uh we're just we have a couple of fixtures. We actually we go through the results first. The under twenty one hurling championship semi final saw Nafina taking on Rathout. Nafina winning this on a scoreline of two sixteen to Rathout's two goals and fifteen. A one point win there to, for Nafina sounds like a cracker of, uh, of a game of small ball there. In the under twenty one B championship quarter final football, uh, we've got a result in there. It was Gail Column kill one goal and six. Um, the artists formerly known as Saint Cuthbert's. Uh, now known as Cortain St Dalton's Gales uh, 5 goals and 12 so Cortain St Dalton's Gales won on the scoreline of 5 goals and 12 to Gail Column Kills 1 goal and 6 and the bragging rights around Kells are gone out there to they're uh, all in Kells not them teams at all yeah. well <laughs> no. uh, David are all those are, are St Dalton Gales are they, would they be Kells no absolutely not no I don't, I, I don't think that's not the way that team's affiliated I think it's actually St Dalton's Courtown Gales I think that's oh. the official affiliation oh it's St Dalton's Courtown Gales I think what, you, what you might have got feck you David what the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there might have been a bit of niggling there I think off the ball <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was a little bit of poetic license there from me yeah. uh, changing the name from so to check the rules that's kind of the my ar- job the referee sometimes it's, it's going to be a very long name so it is when you're writing it in for uh, reports and stuff the artist formerly known as St. Cuthbert's now known as St. Dalton's Court and Gales you may just um, get it ready for after yeah. the final when yeah. you're presenting the <laughs> yeah. we'll try doing that in Irish yeah. but um, uh, obviously this is a great victory for uh, St. Dalton's Court and Gales um, uh, 5 goals and 12 to a goal and 6 uh, Gail Colm Kill who are so strong at the moment at mm-hmm. adult level and have been doing so well in underage in, 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 in the last number of years this is this is huge for, for, for the area out there yeah. Bormi, for your part of Bormean out there yeah we're, we're delighted with them at the minute they're, they're accredited themselves I think they've scored an aggregate of 12-29 in their two games which is a staggering score were they good enough for the Division 1 championship yeah I, I look at I think um I was disappointed with Kells first and foremost, but in the first game they played in Aubrey, Kilmaine and Wood, who realistically probably weren't good enough for the division. 
probably should have been in the bottom division. We talked with, with Sean Caffrey here last week about Trumbar and Kilmain. Yeah. Kilmain, I'm sorry, being in the bottom division when they're probably too good for that. So probably grading has to be looked at. But our lads know, if you look at past form and that, I think they're in the right division. They play Rakenny next, which they won't be putting that kind of score up. It's going to be a real tight in the game semi-final. in the semi-final. Yeah, but look, at there, there was some fantastic performances. Um, Cormac Lindsay, Keen McBride, Hugh Staunton, Darren Kavanagh, Luke Carberry, these kind of lads outstanding. And... Uh, they're, they're such a they're such a good team in the way that they play. There's no sort of individuals amongst them that the right man in the right position or the best position gets the ball. It doesn't it's, matter if you're from St. Dalton's no, or no, no, I'll give it to the be, the player who's in the best position. Yeah, and that's good to see as well because so like what pub are they going to drink <laughs> on the win? That's the one. We all want to know. Uh, yeah, well, will they be split up? Will I don't know. We might take them out and, and bring them on a bit of a pub crawl. So good to kettle too. But none of them lads drink anyway. No. So, <laughs> they'll, they'll all be drinking very, protein. He, he plays. He plays that game well. We're always at him every week to try and get a bit out of him. He just yeah. He's he divorced a real politician. politician yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Right he wouldn't say what pub he's going to. Just we'll find out, don't worry. If anyone out there from Courtain or Sultans wants to tweet us what pub, make it a poll maybe up for them. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, will 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 they go to Greek or will they go across to uh, well, Fort St. Braes, I suppose would be one or into Kells maybe. Um, oh, so. what about the one on the Kells Road? Uh, the, the tankard is it? Oh, the, the tankard, yeah, tankard. Yeah, that'd be. Yeah, so would it be? Would, would, would it be like the silver tankard or Greeka? Would that be the McHugh's Greeka? Would they be the two? Uh, or or Braes and Fort Saint? It's kind of like movie. the three pitches. We have three pubs in, in the parish <laughs> as well, and three churches. Is there spite? Is there spite for riches and schools? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if only we could get just to agree now, it'd be great. Um, but that was a great win for uh, St Dalton's Courtown Gales in 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 that uh, championship in the Under Twenty One B Championship quarter final. Uh, also in the Under Twenty One A Championship, uh, the semi final took place between Trim and St Vincent's, and it was. I'm just trying to figure out. It was St. Vincent's who won this on a scoreline of five goals and five points. That's 20 points to Trim's three goals and nine. So 20 points plays 18 and again, goals win games. And that's, and that's Vincent's Cordaia, the join-up, the combination, isn't it? Oh, is that it? Is, is that as well. Oh, right. Sorry, oh, yeah. I didn't Don't forget the that. other side of the... Well, it's not, they're not saying parish, but they're neighbours. Another, um, another two clubs that have been doing a lot of work underage. Small, especially Ard Cat, they wouldn't have a great pick. And either with Cordaia, no, that means, but they have done an awful lot of work at Juvenile. Yeah, so do you think that, that could be an amalgamation maybe in a couple of years? No, they're not the same parish, so I don't think that'll happen. No. <laughs> I can play the politician game too, son. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? They just no, need somebody to come in and talk to them. So <laughs> um, and we're going to move on then to, uh, let me see, we have some fixtures then, uh, just a couple of fixtures. It's the Under-21 Championship, uh, uh, the Under-21 Championship semi-finals. One taking place on Friday, uh, the 16th, of November, that's this Friday, in screen, and it's East Simonstown taking on Rotholt. And then on the 18th, which is Sunday, in Ard Cat, I'm not sure what time that game is at, but it's Centrestown taking on Dumboyne. So, um, you know, looking at that, if, if Dumboyne were to win an under 21 championship on top of a junior and a senior. Club of the Year contenders, it's oh well, they're already up there yeah. for Club of the Year. But like that would be that would be that would be all Ireland Club of the Year. Like that, yeah. that that'd be an amazing feat. Mm. Um, I know that Rathout and Simonstown are strong enough, and Centrestown have had a couple of good underage teams. I think they won the years. minor league last year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Or so, this year, sorry. 
and and I think they've been in under seventeen and under eighteen finals over the last couple of years as well. They've had so. good representation on the county team. So yeah, so uh, maybe that's Brian's plotting something over in Ascension. Maybe team. that's what it is. Himself yeah. and Oshie McConnell are over there just uh, doing up some tactics to take on Dunboyne. But uh, two cracking uh, under twenty one matches there. If anybody's available on Friday night, go out to screen for Simon Center Rathout or head on Sunday to Ard Cat. For Central State and Dunboyne. So once again, as always, we've gone over the time, lads, with uh, our uh, our results and fixtures. Um, I suppose it's every week we're trying to get David Rispin to amalgamate with, uh, with St. Dalton's, <laughs> and that probably takes up... Not Gorda, just time. David Rispin. Yeah. <laughs> he transfers the Transfer, way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the word. But we said we'd discuss the, um, the new rule change proposals. And uh, there's five in all. Uh, the first one is about hand passing. The second one is about the the sideline kick. Third one is about uh, the mark. Fourth one is about uh, the black card and sinning. And the fifth one is about kick out zoning. Uh, so the first one we're going to start with is the hand pass. Uh, to introduce the restriction of three consecutive passes of the ball with the fist or open hand by players of the team in possession. So... That's very straightforward. Just so you just reduce it to three hand passes. Yeah, because only from some of the details that came out from Crow Park to ourselves and the management was some uh, Rob Carroll from Gaelic Stats did a kind of an extensive research on it, and it said that statistics rising from the analysis of the thirty-eight senior to county football games played in two thousand eighteen revealed that there was a ratio of three point four hand passes for every foot pass. And in the all Ireland final this year, 75% of all passes were hand passes. Right. Okay. So it just shows you the game has gone that way and we need to do something to get it back. But uh, from uh, some of the feedback from the Dunshockland tournament, I asked a few people who were at it, a friend of mine actually from the Dreadnoughts who won it, said that that was the only rule that caused confusion was the hand pass. But then I was thinking to myself, in the Aussie rules, they do it quite simply and the ref just announces it. He just says one, two, three, like it's quite simple, the yeah. ref... The rest have to be a bit more vocal and just make sure the players know what's going on. That's actually a really good idea, is that the referee counts it out loud. That's what they do in the other rules. Yeah, yeah, as you, as you just said. Like, so I, 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 and, and that in itself would would endear players to the, to the referee or yeah. endear the referee to the players yeah. uh, if he was giving them that help. Mm. One, two, three. Kick, 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 kick. So three. The Aussie are quite loud. Actually, they're so, quite actually. You'd hear them like they, they're they make like a big rugby. deal. Of it. Yeah, yeah, they make a big like deal. Rugby of it, like. referee. So like, what do we think of that rule, David, as a player? What do you think of that three consecutive uh, passes? Is it too? Is it I, too I think, yeah. small? I think it is too small. I think somewhere upwards, maybe double at six or seven. I think because look at let's say there's three of us around in, in a small space, right? We I hand pass to you. You're under pressure. Hand pass to Mickey. He hand passes back to me. Straight away. That's like if you're, talk, you're talking two or three seconds, if, if a team is putting pressure on exactly. you, on you in your full back line, and, and I get the ball back, and yeah. I literally just have to drive it, or else concede a free. You don't have to drive it. Well, if, if I have no get, other option, you get the head up. That's kind of what they want to teach, mm. isn't it? Like it's hard. I understand the you, situation you'd be in. Like, I love the way you say if I have no other option, but then your players should be giving you options as well. Exactly, it's but the coaching of the players that I think. Like I, I, I'm just playing devil's advocate because yeah. I think it is too. I, I don't think double. I think. Four or five, five for the minimum. Yeah, de- five definitely, would have been definitely right. more. It's just let's say you're you're under pressure in your full back line. You mightn't try a little twenty meter pass in case you're in trouble, as opposed to maybe just clearing your lines and hoofing it. Maybe it's to try and enti- to increase the amount of skillful footballers on a field because 
Well, that's the rationale that the committee gave. Yeah, them, because if you look, I suppose if you look, the, the game has gone so athletic, mm. we're taking the, the skillful footballer out of it. So maybe this is a chance for the skillful footballer to get back into it. Uh, yeah, and another you know. thing, it's a great idea with the with the referee calling out the, the hand passes, but then I, I'd, I'd point to maybe, geez, referees are probably going to have to be that bit fitter or that bit, bit more up with the play. Yeah, you know, which is a good thing as well. Yeah, so, absolutely. So yeah. if that rule means that we're going to get fitter referees yeah. that are going to be up with the play, Kieran, you're going to have to start doing a bit of running now. Yeah, and the ref, you have to I've practice your a, counting. I've seen a few refs who be in a deck chair in the middle of the field and they can see every inch of grass on the field. Not about. Well, I hope they can count. <laughs> well, as well. Well. <laughs> well, look, oh, they can shout and roar. I right. suppose that's like that's a fairly easy one anyway. The hand pass, you know, like you either agree with it or you don't, and and that's that's it. Now, the other ones get a little bit trickier. The sideline kick that the ball shall be played in a forward direction from a kick. The exception is in the case of a sideline kick being taken by an attacking player on or inside the opponent's thirteen meter line. The ball may be kicked in any direction. Now, for me on that, sorry, Kieran, you want well, to? I just said that? the stats again are interesting again. It says. Overall, there was 44% of all sideline kicks this year in 2018 went backwards in the championship. 52% of sideline kicks awarded in defensive half went backwards, and 36% of them in the attacking half went backwards. And then they said for frees, they took a random selection of 10 games, and 21% of all frees were played backwards. Mm-hmm. So it just shows again it's it's maybe encouraging a negative play to go backwards. Forward thinking, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only thing is that if you're playing in, we'll say, February. Uh, or March yeah. or even November and the wind is literally gale force straight down the field yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. taking a free from inside the 20 metre line uh, or taking a sideline from inside the 20 metre line and you have to try and get that ball to play forward but the wind is completely blown the opposite way that means that your kick has to be a 15 metre kick mm. you can't go for I'll try and put this in on the square yeah. so you can't because if you try that, it's just going to go back at the field and it's going to be a free against you. So I think that the like from inside the 13, that, that, sorry, that's not even from inside the 20, that's inside the 13. Yeah. So, like... I, I think a major problem with these rules, and I think, Dave, you hinted when we were kind of discussing our, pre, our pre-match tactics, we were, we were saying, like, these rules are definitely geared to fix the ailments of the senior inter-county football, mm-hmm. yeah. which is going to be predominantly played. Obviously, the, excluding the National League, you're talking... The, the summer championship months and the weather should be good in Crow Park and all that they're probably precluding the the crappy A League match that's played on the thirtieth of January that could be played anywhere in the county of Mead and it's yeah. the the and O'Neill's football weighs about five tons and, and that's exactly my my little point there is that yeah. when when the weather is up so like although these rules are good I'd like to to see that extended at least to the twenty meter line mm. so that it gives players the chance. Like if you're up the hill of Belliestown and, the, and oh, the wind is going, you know, you good luck to you. That's it. But again, we're not against the rule. No, no. There's, there's actually there's a lot to like about that rule in yeah. particular yeah. because and and it says it in their aims. I think that the idea of it is to increase the speed of the game. And let's say let's say you get a quick sideline as opposed to maybe just sauntering over and jogging and what you might have done is kicked it backwards. Now there's actually an emphasis to get to the ball and look for a quick one for a bite to the, the front before you get before the front of the Yeah, exactly. So spaces. I think that's the aim there, which is which is a good point too, but there is pros and cons to it. Yeah, yeah that 13 metre line, I just, very hard to, mm. like that, if the wind is up, as I said, it reduces how far you can kick that ball. So that means that all the players will rush mm as close as they can to the, the 
person kicking that uh, sideline ball yeah. um, and all you have to do is defend that area mm. you know yeah. so it just it just makes that, that that area a little bit smaller for the player to kick into okay proposal three is the mark to extend the application of the mark to clean catching of the ball on or inside the 20 metre line from a kick delivered on or beyond the 45 metre line without it touching the ground sorry on that is it do they mean from outside the 45 metre line beyond the 45 metre yeah, line beyond, or yeah, inside yeah. it yeah. so when the ball is so there's no mark when the ball is inside the 45 metre yeah. line you kick it in there's no mark yeah. oh okay right okay I get that so in the case of the mark being awarded on to the attacking player on or inside the 20 metre line the free if availed of shall be taken from the point from uh, the point in the 20 metre line directly in line uh, where the, the mark is awarded like again we can read down through this um, but that's basically that um, uh, that that rule and I think that's a great rule yeah, yeah forwards it's yeah. a great rule for us we won't after kicking the score wide you won't have to worry about the corner back unless he's going up into midfield yeah, yeah it's like, great you know <laughs> yeah. and, and like and, and what it means is is that you'll always try to keep a player inside the 20 metre line at least one mm. and defenders won't want to run no because they won't want to leave no. that area yeah. because if you're left there and the ball is kicked up to you you have a handy score because you kicked from outside the 45 you catch it you're uncontested you just stand back bang over the bar and again just the statistics again are, are kind of daunting for this and this is very much needed it's saying that since uh, at the same time the average number of kick passes per game has fallen by almost 15% over the course of the last seven seasons, there's 127 foot passes witnessed per intercounty game in 2011. There's 110 foot passes played during each game in 2017. So at this rate, statistically, it's going to drop into double figures by 2023. So this has to, it's something that they're trying to resurrect and keep the kick pass in it. And yeah. They've actually, I thought it was funny, they've updated, it's not called the mark anymore. They've updated to the advanced mark. So oh, I think the advanced that sounds mark. like some kind of American thing. Gonna, <laughs> it's an advanced mark, kind of. But, so. it, but it's as well as that. Like it's it's a real traditional kind of GA. It's it's catch and kick. It's every yeah. outlet in the country. Be, yeah. Now the mark as right. well can be scored. It's nearly yeah. like a free kick, but the only thing is it has to be kicked from the hands. Yeah, as well, and there's 15, 15 seconds, seconds yeah. that you have to take it. Like so, so some I, of these donkeys are catching 15, the ball might be struggling. <laughs> fifteen seconds is an interesting one because when you, I think the mark was four seconds, wasn't it? Five, five, which is three times the amount. So like fifteen seconds, I don't know, is it a bit? It's, it's giving no, you a chance to do a bit of a is, wobble. Yeah, machine, fifteen you know? seconds is. is see, <laughs> with the mark, you don't need to be composed to kick a long ball. Of course, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas if you're going for the score, mm. it just gives you a second to compose yourself and whatever. Yeah, and and look. Not only that, but like how many of them are going to come off because it's it's from outside the 45 mm. metre line. It'll encourage teams to go for it. But that again means that you need your gun kickers out there yeah. to deliver that long yeah. ball and they have to be pinpoints so that player that player can go up and catch it. So I, I, I really like the idea of that. Yeah, one. and again, it'll be interesting to see. I think tactics are just going to go through the roof next year with managers thinking of different ways to kind of manipulate the, the kickouts and, and new rules and stuff if, if they do. Uh, come into effect another thing probably what you said it's devil's advocate again is with the wind I know the kick out's been brought forward to the 20 metre line yeah but they still have to kick it 25 metres to, to get past to the, the 45, 45 yeah. that's, that's, you, that's, you do that in your sleep nowadays but if if, if if it's a gale force wind or something or an extreme wind it knew in the face that's difficult deliver that long yeah ball, right? particularly if you yeah, put a yeah. on it yeah. it could nearly come back and land in your hands so 
I don't know. There's probably a question mark over that that that'll need clarification. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to seeing them on Sunday. Now yeah. you don't have to take the mark. The player can opt to play on uh, when when he's mm. awarded that mark, and then he may be challenged. So uh, the rules come in. The, the normal rules come into play. Then I, th- uh, I think you actually have to properly state as well that you're taking a mark. Either shout or put your one of your hands up yeah. to actually say you're taking the mark. Yeah, I'd say because there was that kind of cloud of doubt. Yeah, with it, it'll be similar to the to the to the market. <laughs> Raise the hand up, right? Yeah, what it yeah. Says, so. um, the proposal number four is the sin bin. Now, this is my favorite of the whole lot of them. I think because uh, we introduced a black card. Actually, I'll read it out. The penalty on the day for a black card infraction or two yellow card infractions, an ordering off for ten minutes in a sin bin. Now. While I don't agree with the two two yellow cards, I think that should be a sending off. Well, that's a kind of a, a step back in discipline. Yeah, I think I forward. think the two yellow cards should stay as a red card, but the black the black card infraction, uh, like while while I did like the introduction of the black card, I I didn't think it went far enough, and I think this is ideal. A, a 10 minute sin bin mm. for a black card um, I think they should re- revisit the whole yellow card thing because this means that again a subsequent black card infraction uh, shall be penalised by showing of a black card followed by a red card so if you got a black card once you get the second black card you're gone a subsequent yellow card infraction shall be penalised by the following uh, by showing uh, by the showing of a yellow card followed by a red card so, same right. as though, yeah. so you can get Three yellow cards, basically. Yeah, that's the only... Like, who was your man? Uh, Ball was the, the English referee in the World Cup. Remember that for Serbia or Croatia playing in the World Cup 2002 or 2006? Before you my gave, time. Yeah, you gave three yellow cards. Right. So, that's just a reference. Yeah. I totally... Yeah. you remember him, he got he, He'll not be allowed to referee in any of the Gaelic football matches. Well, I haven't anyway. seen him around many Gaelic matches, so... In either case, there shall be no substitution allowed. Uh, the maximum number of substitu- substitutions is n- in normal time uh, will return to five as it used to be I think that's probably I don't like that. I think the 6 was actually it was great kind of seeing the panel being used I think that was a yeah. good step maybe the 5 is more traditional or something going back yeah. well, the, the 6 the sixth substitution was for, for the black. was yeah. for the black card now most teams would try to avoid a black card and use their 6 subs yeah absolutely and then if they got the black card they were in trouble yeah. but I think the six subs should be left there. Yeah. It's given more players a chance and given them more, you know, hope. A lot yeah. of players that are fringe players might get a game sometimes. Because, as well, know. lads are getting used to the rules. Every time they change, there's teething problems, even just yeah. basic kind of protocol. So the least changes you can make to the rules, like that's not a deal breaker, you know what I mean? But just yeah. something that has changed again. You often hear it actually, I, I do the slips out for the second team. If if second team manager turns around and says, I'll bring thing on for... Fuck here on there, and you. I'm not saying. Hang on, <laughs> hang on, lads. How many subs are we after using? Five or six, and then they say, "Well, how many is it? It's six. No, it's five. And seeing the hurling is five. Yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. Is the thing, and that confuses yeah. dual clubs and like because it's five for the hurling and six for the football. So. I think I think it should be left at six, and no, obviously the black card would be uh, a ten minute sin bin. Um, I think that's a great idea of the ten minute sin bin. I'm just disappointed that two yellow cards now is a sin bin. One thing I worry about just when I put me uh, me hat on me 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 official guide hat, if you have a club game, the referee gives a sin bin, so he's gone for ten minutes, and just say there's a break, just say ten ten oh one, the players entitled to go back on, the referee misses the time, and the the club try and bring him on, but he doesn't get on, and then just say the other team scores a goal in in the ensuing time, so just say the the player was penalised for an extra forty seconds that he shouldn't have been penalised or a minute, like is there going to be an avenue there where the club can try and appeal the results saying that you, you illegally infringe on our player not playing or 
is it going to have to be really strict on time like will there be a, yeah, like a that, leeway it says here in, in, in the guidelines that there's going to be a four deficient now obviously that's great for the likes of Intercounty and yeah. for you know club games the likes of Nav yeah. or, or Ashburn or championship games yeah big them, games yeah. but then you come to the league games or you come to even the championship games in more kind of Um, regional or rural venues and you say well geez, there might be a fourth official so is that at the discretion of the referee the ref well that's I know myself just saying and you'd have a the thing is it is done ladies football and there's never a hubbaloo about it so maybe a what a hubbaloo it's a great word a hubbaloo a hubbaloo google it did you mean a hullabaloo no a hubbaloo I'm only from the country what I know you're only a teacher I've been a teacher hat off since what about half two she's great life he was having to create a hubbaloo in school but it's only interesting hopefully because it's worth in ladies football we should hope that there's no real teething issues look I think yeah, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one to um, enforce um, or to to work for a referee who hasn't got a fourth official. It's um, ju- it's just especially if there's two or three in the space of ten minutes, which yeah. probably will happen at some and stage. At the moment, well, the statistics in the senior in the county it's point uh, eight seven black cards a game, so right. it is less than a black card a game. Mm. But you do have like I've never actually. I think the most black cards I ever gave was three in a game. Like so, they haven't they have kind of come down a bit, but. You know, the two yellows maybe could be more. Yeah, I think yellow cards might be given out a bit more freely now. But yeah. that could be a that could be a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. That it's not the same penalty to send it off altogether. Yeah, yeah. I just. But you just hope that it doesn't change the fundamentals. Like, I know there's certain referees that was in Par Tolson this weekend. We told up this. Yeah, there's certain list, you know, like. there's certain referees <laughs> who throw out yellow cards and certain referees who don't throw out yellow cards. So, yeah. like for 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 a referee who doesn't throw out yellow cards, he now has a player has three so he knows he can go hammer, hammer yeah. and tong at the player you know mm. what I mean like so yeah. I just back, I think two yellow cards should have stayed as, as a red yeah. card but however these are the proposals the last proposal is the kick out and zoning which you have uh, already alluded to uh, David for a kick out two players only from each team shall be positioned so between the 245s yeah, yeah I was just yeah, going yeah. to say this that has changed the goalkeeper and a maximum of six players from each team shall be behind the forty-five. Is that staying the same though? Well, do you want, will I just will I read this? Will yeah, you, you read the official news. So just because it's changed only there today. So, like the kickout should be taken off the ground from a point on the twenty-meter line. The ball should not be played by a defending player until the ball has crossed the forty-five-meter line, or is played by an opposing player. So it's yeah. the same. basically the ball is going to be on the twenty meter line now and kicked yeah. out, mm. and it must cross the forty five meter line. Yeah, there was, there was some the issue with that. Yeah, they, I think the attacker try- can pick up a dribble if a, if a fella yeah. picks it. So you have a choice maybe for bad kick out. You have a choice to either basically field an illegal ball to cause a throw in or give away a possession. So I'd imagine you'd try and field the illegal. Just say in a windy day. Yeah, I know it's only it is twenty five meters, but there are still times it might can reach. Yeah. I've seen a few yeah, B yeah. League matches or whatever, and you might be trying something smart, and it might dribble and whatever. Like you probably, you probably will cancel it if you're. A I was defender. involved in a game where a goalkeeper had a serious kick out, and he drove that ball, and the wind took it, and it yeah, went well, back out for forty five. Like you know, like it didn't yeah, even bounce yeah. on the field of play. It went out for forty five like that, and he had a really good kick. So it's basically the, the penalty will be throw ins on the on the twenty meter line. So. Yeah. On a windy day, you might get yourself rightly snookered. Remember, we played Junior C semi-final two or three years ago up in Ashburn against Rotot. So Rotot's second team, I don't say any second team. And we completely like um, surprised them. Like They didn't know what to make of us. We won by a point or two. But the wind that day, I was kicking the ball out and 
in the first half I nearly kicked one out for a wide and the second half I was just happy to get off the tee like yeah. it was never as windy yeah. so that, that basically just every, on, just every on kick that, it would have been a throw in yeah, every single yeah. one of them both keepers in the whole game 60 minutes every single one would have been a throw in just, just on that rule now um, so is it still the same with two players only from each team between the 245s no that's everyone it's a free for all now so it's still a free for all 20 yeah. metre line kick out everyone can go for it and everyone can go for it um, I think it'd be easier to obviously police you're getting the extra 7 metres of a kick yeah. and everyone's in so like that great kick out by Cluxon this year to Jack McCaffrey will still will be legal still the new yeah. the other proposed change would have been illegal because he shouldn't have been in the area yeah I, I agree with you. I think yeah. it's it's the, the two in, in the middle f- midfield sector would have been too hard to police. The what referee's going to have enough. What I would have liked to have seen is them keeping <coughs> the six players only, are, are, six players from each team only are allowed inside the 45 so that they can't go outside it until the ball is kicked. So you have to keep your six forwards and your six backs inside the 45. Yeah, when it's kicked, means, and then you can do what you like. And then you yeah. can go what you like. So whereas that means that the other uh, six forwards and six backs up the other end are allowed to into that midfield section. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I would have liked to have seen it that way. So that because yeah, refs have to deal with that with a penalty per se, and there's different ways you can position yourself as a ref to see that. Yeah, and you might be a rule that you you're not going to be super strict, but at least if they're if they're not all in the middle of the field and they're maybe the last minute dart in, like exactly. But again, the statistics on this are brilliant. Again, 2011, eighty six percent of kickouts went long over this. the forty five. Yeah. And only fourteen were short. And twenty eighteen, it was fifty three percent long and forty seven short. Yeah. So you'd imagine. And now, if you went into twenty seven, twenty sixteen, I'd say th- those uh, percentages would have even been worse because yeah. they brought in the mark, yeah, and, the, and yeah. that meant that a lot of teams. The twenty meter rule, remember the yeah. one we could run in after the ball. Exactly, and a lot of teams did go long. Uh, they were trying, like especially like Tyrone and Dunny. Was it Tyrone and Monaghan's? Uh, from last year to this year, it was a complete reversal. Mm. Um, nearly ninety percent of the, the kickouts went short last year, yeah. um, and ten percent went long. Mm. This year it was ninety percent went long and ten percent went short. So you know, like so, even <coughs> I think even, I think the G in fairness of the standing committee and the rules and Seamus Kenny, a good mead man and Simonson man is on that committee. I think for the most part they've got it right. There will be a few nooks and crannies and yeah. but I think. When they see maybe a fella like pulling the jersey twice or something, he gets a black card as opposed to red, they might say, well, that's a bit harsh, or this thing. And there will be different things that we've kind of sought, maybe. Yeah. Other people mightn't agree, but I think the general gist of the rules are good. They should work. Be the Oberon Cup is coming up soon, mm-hmm. either playing. Uh, there'll be lots of things coming up, so hopefully we'll get to see 2019, Oberon Cup starting in December 18. It's great to see it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Always giving the players a rest. <laughs> Love to see that. But uh, no, as you said, on these proposals, you know. They've they've looked at five issues, uh, within within the within the plane of the game, and they're trying to like do something about all those five issues. Like, is is there any other issue that you think, David? I suppose as a player, that you think that they could have looked at. Um, uh, was there any other issues in the game that you thought or you felt that maybe needed a look at? No, not offhand. I'm trying to think. Um and that's my point exactly is that the five that they've picked are probably uh, one I always disliked and I'm definitely the minority is the hand passing or fist passing of a score I'm not a fan of a fist pass point I'd rather see all points kicked or played in the air okay. I don't. I just think it's a thing where the athleticism where you can run in and mm. hand pass it over as opposed to kick a score or kick a goal 
and it's only a minor thing, but I don't mind if you fist the score, like as in midair, box, you, can, you can play yeah, it. The ball is played in like the box. The ball's in air, you can play on any part yeah. of your body and score, or else you kick it. I think it would just be slightly better. Yeah. Because in hurling, like for example, could you imagine hurling would be crap enough if you could hand pass a point close in, like just wouldn't look right. Yeah, I think hurling is crap, aren't you? No, that's your only. Bomb ball. <laughs> We're still ball. on air. Yeah. <laughs> ball, you know what I mean? But always have to get the dig in. But yeah. I think I just think that would be a slight one. I think I think some people say it's great that the Athletic they run in, but I think it would be great. Because all them kind of hand pass ones would be shot. Then. Well, I think I think the it's reason. Really a minor thing. No, but I think the reason for the hand pass at point is a player who, it, it's to try and encourage a player to go along the end line instead of going back out mm. the field. Yeah. If he gets one a moment as man, he goes along the end line. Very hard to kick a point when you're coming along the end line, where it's a little bit easier to. Do you remember it. Kieran Martin in in Crow Park against us there for Westmead? To, to come back yeah, yeah. three or four years ago Christ, he I destroyed us along the canal yeah. twice or three times got the ball in the I end just line went a lot, and just straight, up. straight but as you said too acute or wrong side on his foot and it's a simple fist pass I actually like the fist pass myself but a lot of them a lot of them go, go wide as well like there's a lot yeah, of them yeah. ones that be- I just think a, you kick, a kick score looks better yeah, I, but I can understand yeah. why it's there yeah. and sorry just on that as well it just reminded me that uh, in, uh, under the new rules and the proposals that if you fist the score that won't count as yeah. a fist pass as one of your three fist passes so we made oh, three so let's say you yeah. to get a fist pass between yourselves <laughs> onto me and I fist it over for a fourth well I kick my own score that goes in the other one. <laughs> <laughs> but it won't it won't actually count as, as a foul against you alright yeah. so you can get the three right. hand passes in and then you can actually fist it over I think it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, new rules and whatever, and I we think it's going to be hard. Now, in the next month or two, there'll be some crack. They'll be still yeah. saying. They'll be forty. They'll be still that. talking about the the. I know the original black card. God knows, uh, there's a few things now. If they if they televise their meetings of the refs, now you'd, you'd worry. But. Yeah, look, uh, <laughs> like it is a lot for the referees to take on board and whatever. Some refs but haven't I, read I, the rule book I actually, I actually do think that they are going to uh, yeah. improve the game. And ninety percent of the refs will, will embrace it and take it in and improve the game. There'll always be a cohort of refs, no more than players, Anthony. Yeah. Like I remember uh, Joey Keena and congratulations him. He got the, the actually the All Star for the Joe McDonald's. So we mm. we should have mentioned that last week. I've I've a thing for Twitter planned for him, but don't worry. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he came back from Australia and he didn't know the black card was in. And the first thing he did was jump on top of him and pull him to the ground. And she says, "I don't know the rules, but that's not his, that's his fault." Yeah. If he was in Australia, like. And in fairness, he, he did, never did it since. Like, but just shows you like the refs will have to embrace this now and read these and think about it and make sure they're aware of what's going on. Like, I yeah. think I think they will look at it. It's as much a change for the players and referees alike. Yeah, Do you know, both have to kind of you know learn the new rules and integrate them as best they can. But some well. refs are still not blowing the whistle for the mark, like, and I'm yeah. told, like I know myself, and a lot of the refs do it now. Is you blow the whistle and then you say some sort of say mark. Makes a hell of a lot of difference when someone hears us. Yeah, Mark. And I think yeah. that's something you're hitting on yeah. again. Like, and I think com- more communication from a referee, mm. and especially with the new rules, if a yeah. referee will communicate yeah. in in a, in a proper way mm. to the players, um, it could, it as I said, it could endear the referee to the like, players. Like I'd still always say more respect for the referee. I'd still always say make sure you're outside the line for the sideline. Yeah, but lads still are tempted to do it, and they don't realize they're coming in, and they're mm. so used to it. Like, yeah. So it's just a simple thing like that. You can just communicate without being... Yeah, I really, you know, and, and for that hand passing one, I really do think that if the referee was calling it, and not only that, but if he's saying it out loud, yeah. the players will be more confident that the referee knows all the rules. At the, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's Once he doesn't go four, five, <laughs> six, seven. He says, I didn't know. I well, just counted them. Just a free, yeah. Um, I but I, I, I th- yeah, look, I think 
a lot of proposals, a lot of rule changes, but all to make it more of a spectacle. And, and if they could only then just divide the All-Ireland series into two or three divisions, I think we'll have sorted out the, the, the football. As, as the great mead referee... Evergreen Mick Ryan would say, "Play on, lads." Yeah. <laughs> he's a true hurler. That's a big fan. He's a Kilkenny man, and if he if he, he should have got ten senior finals, that's, a, that's another podcast. <laughs> I suppose lads, racism, I, racism didn't get him the final. You know? <laughs> uh, that's everything. But he was a cat. Oh, we'll do a spin-off here now, quick. <laughs> if you want, you can keep going there. Um, I suppose that's everything covered now for this this week. Um, with uh, AIB Leinster, we've got the minor, we've got the All County Football League, we've got fixtures done, we've got the Tarleton Cup, we've got the Under Twenty One. Everything covered and the rules proposals. Um, I suppose any other business, Kieran? Have you anything from the county well, board? House draw, right? House draw. Get online, get your tickets. Always simple as that. Don't be rushing. And the the Sean Cox game is pretty much confirmed for that December sixteenth. Brilliant. At half one, but just more details. It'll be at the moment we're just finalising admission on that, but every single cent will go to the fund. So there'll be a match program. There'll be we're looking at maybe twenty euros in and a fibre program. So it's good. It's a good hit, and there's going to be a thing where people will be able to donate if they don't want to go to the game. They can't make it, so I think it's going to be a good cause, and hopefully fill up Partalchum with Dublin Mead, mostly yeah. Mead, hopefully. Yeah, it'd be good. Um, but that's the plan at the moment. We just haven't like Crow Park have kind of half sanctioned the official word, and hmm. but it's going to be good now. It'll be a big. It'll be a good day. It has to go through Crow Park, does it? But they've more or less given us the nod and the wink, so. Just it's, have a to bit, wait for the it's, a bit, it's a bit like <laughs> the Lee Miller uh, match. <laughs> no, no, well, this, this is a game of Gaelic football. So no, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> You'd hope. Um, David, any other business? Have you anything you want yeah, to Yeah, we, we, guy in the club, uh, unfortunately, has run into a bit of ill health. Um, Hightower's his name, Declan Coyne. He plays midfield for us. Um, gentleman, um, young man, young family. Um, so unfortunately he's gone into a bit of um, ill health at the minute and we're, we're trying to do a bit of fundraising for November or November doing November yeah. <laughs> um, but as well as that we're doing a charity cycle to Crow Park this coming Sunday Excellent. Um, from Cortown to Crow Park uh, getting up getting the tour off on preparation for next year's club championship with the <laughs> yes the join up yeah Lord. <laughs> but um, we're meeting the president up there getting a tour as well and then baiting it back down then on the 1st of December we have um, a, a charity match between ourselves and a selection from North Mead friends of his that, that are still all playing in their different clubs so it's my quarter that'd be a good game <laughs> I love flaking <laughs> so then that night we're, uh, we're tipping into Kells and there's there's a night the shave will take place and Very there'll good. be an auction as well there's some great prizes um, a couple of tickets to a Liverpool game and, and two Westlife tickets as well I know Kieran you're a fan so you'll probably you'll probably tip I'm along a, and put a few bids in for them I'm in a world of my own over here so <laughs> <laughs> so just if, if anyone wishes to sponsor I know that the Gales of Mead are very good like there with Sean Cox there if anyone who, who would like to sponsor a prize on the night or a donation they're more than welcome to just contact myself or contact Corton um, on Facebook or Twitter um, and you just have the details of these fundraisers yeah, on Facebook and they're up on Hogan Stand as well and we, we'll share them around so any anything at all is, is more than welcome because it's a, it's a really good cause yeah we'll share that from our uh, Twitter account our uh, Facebook account and obviously our Instagram account as well. So, and if you don't, if you don't see it there, go on to the Cortown page, go on to the St Dalton's page, um, and or on to the Hogan stand, as he said, and we'll get his details of all these fundraisers that are coming up. I suppose that's it for this week, lads. Um, I think uh, that was a fairly productive show. Um, great to see 
that Kilmessen and Ratot are going to have us back here uh, doing more podcasts in the, in the coming weeks because without them we'd have nothing to talk about with lots of things um, because uh, we don't normally struggle to talk <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll have we'll have something sporting to mm. talk about yeah. Um, so um, yeah we'll we'll be back on next week um, we have Nafina obviously in, in the Leinster uh, is it the junior semi-final yeah they're playing against half one on Saturday yeah, junior yeah it against, is indeed uh, AIB club junior hurling championship semi-final is on Saturday sorry at 1.30 in trim and it's Nefina against Timon Camrus Timon Camrus Camrus yeah we I had a big shout out to two friends of mine teachers from Wexford uh, Dermot O'Keefe uh, inter-county hurler and uh, James Grannell working with him up in Sutton now so that we had to just make sure we're not like other podcasts maybe in Ireland that don't do great pronunciations we make sure we pronounce everything correctly so Tamon Camrus oh woolly 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 Tamon Camrus yes it's Naveen against Tamon Camrus on Saturday Tamon to Puck as they say in trim so that's it from uh, the Mead We Are Mead podcast for this week and don't forget to like us on Facebook like us on Instagram like us on Twitter um, and like remember, us in person too if you like us. us in person <laughs> uh, if you want to follow us on, on Twitter I'm at Mickey Brennan 14 David what's yours uh, at Davey underscore Rispin I think and uh, Mr Flynn Mead oh my god <laughs> <laughs> and on that note <laughs> we are uh, read why matters more <laughs>